A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Matchball. Welcome to the Matchball 30. 30 years on charting the journey from Leeds United's return to the top flight to lifting the championship trophy in 1992. And we are taking that journey game by game, doing a Matchball on the 30th anniversary of each game. September the 8th, 1990, Kenilworth Road, Luton Town away. Leeds United going into this one in fine fettle, unbeaten in the opening three games. We've got the Everton win, the Man United draw, and a comfortable home win against Norwich City. But this is the one where it all started coming unstuck. Why go all the way up to the first division after eight years just to lose to Luton? What's the point? It sounds bad. But, I mean, Luton weren't a joke side at this point, were they? They'd been in the first division for quite a number of years. They'd won a League Cup. They'd basically had a more successful 10 years than we had prior to this. So it wasn't, it's not as bad as it now appears. Still pretty upsetting, though. Although we, the, the fact we managed to get a team out at all seemed to be a, a benefit. There were loads of rumours in midweek that 30 players and staff had food poisoning, which would... Uh, so there was, all, there was talk of this game not being played at all until Howard Wilkinson said that that was a lie, basically, and said that actually Imre Varadi, Gary Speed and Jim Beglin had a virus. So three, not 30. And just imagine a young Angus Kinnear there in short trousers, gazing over the plastic pitch, watching his heroes beat Leeds United one goal to nil. Sickening. He could have goaded the away fans if there'd been any there. Let's transport people to this scene then, because... It seems very alien almost to us now in 2020 in that they are playing on a plastic pitch because that was allowed. That was still a thing in 1990. So as a consequence, John Lukic looked absolutely fantastic there in his tracksuit bottoms. Always a thrill when a keeper wore tracksuit bottoms. And we should emphasise it's not, when we say plastic, it's not like, a, you know, they've got a lot of water bottles and kind of flattened them. It was AstroTurf, but the thing was, the effect was pretty much like they got a load of water bottles and flattened them. It wasn't a good pitch. Yeah, the, the modern AstroTurf pitches have got a bit of cushioning in them. The sort of AstroTurf pitches I used to do training on when I was a sort of a 11, 12-year-old was this same generation of AstroTurf. And when you used to slide on it, it used to take pretty much all the skin that made contact with it off. It just kind of left it on there um, and replaced it with a layer of sand instead, which then bled for about a week and you stuck to the bed sheets. And for some reason, they allowed us, to, uh, professional footballers, to play on this. And there was a, an argument at the time that this was one of the reasons why Luton Town was so successful when they got to that League Cup final. People were talking about how many home games they played along the way and that they were high up in the league because they had this 
home record because they played on this horrible shit tip every week, whereas other teams didn't even have anything like this that they could practice on. And then secondly, when you went to Kenilworth Road, you didn't have any support with you because of their away fan band, which is the other annoying aspect of this horrible little club. Did that stem from the violence that we saw against Millwall in the mid-80s, which, if you haven't ever seen this, by the way, do have a Google for the footage of that because it's quite the eye-opener. It is crazy, that that footage. And yes, it, it was from that, which it's one of those things that it doesn't kind of show how it ends. But when you're watching it, you almost think eventually people must have just got bored of fighting and throwing stuff and gone home because there are so many people on the pitch and so many people involved that the few police who are there are essentially powerless to do anything. And there's... But while the game's going on, you can see a load of people walking around the pitch. I think apparently too, far too many Millwall fans turned up and so decided to just have a bit of one of the Luton stands, which already had people in it. And then it kicked off again at full time. But like, there are there are hundreds and hundreds of people on the pitch. So that was 1985 and their solution to it was no more away fans and it would be members only at Luton Town. You had to be a, a member to... You could bring guests was the one thing they would allow. And it was a even by the standards of mistreatment of football sports at the time this is the era when Ken Bates at Chelsea was wanting to electrify their fences there was still upset among the rest of the league that that fans couldn't go to games at at Kenilworth Road and it it created a bit of a problem for Leeds being back in the first division and having this so early because obviously inevitably people did go to games at Elland Road when they shouldn't have done and Leeds were on that final warning from the FA because of what had happened at Bournemouth and really going into this match with with crossed fingers that something like the Millwall situation where hundreds of fans were going to turn up without tickets or even the Bournemouth situation where hundreds of fans are going to turn up and try and get into the stadium and cause trouble, hoping that that wouldn't arise. As it was, though, Leeds fans, perfect. I was reading up on the the arrests from that Luton-Millwall game and in the context of Bournemouth, it's quite interesting because some of the theories there were that it wasn't all Leeds fans there. It was people who were just going down there for a scrap. But it was saying of the there were 31 people arrested at that uh, Luton-Millwall game, which is ridiculously low given what went on. But it was saying that also included several Chelsea and West Ham fans. So it, it clearly was a thing at the time that people would just go where they thought there was going to be a bit of something happening. But on this occasion, Leeds were angels. Luton officials, nothing but praise for the way the Leeds fans that got in conducted themselves. They said there were only 36 ejections for what their manager secretary called misuse of the membership scheme. And um, the guests who got in from Leeds numbered 800. So it's not like there was one or two got in under the radar. Um, No away fans apart from the 800 who did turn up and um, shouted louder than the Luton fans, according to the reports at the time. Luton's ban on away fans and the membership scheme and everything as well. It ties in as well a bit with their chairman, David Evans, who was, he wasn't a Tory MP at the time, but he was trying to become one. So he was kind of doing whatever Thatcher wanted. David Pleat described him as Mrs. Thatcher's plaything. So he was, um, he was doing it for his own purposes as well as to try and make the ground safe for people. It was a strange time because the, you know, wherever you are politically, you nobody can argue that the Thatcher government through the the 1980s thought a great deal of football supporters. They generally regarded them as scum and hated them and were trying to introduce ID cards and um, draconian policing methods and a lot of things that led up to the problems around Hillsborough and the aftermath of of that with the the police forces involved. It was all very much of a piece of an attitude towards football fans 
that came from the top. And yet people like David Evans and Ken Bates, who were very Thatcherite in their views, and in David Evans' case became a, a Tory MP, ended up owning and running football clubs. It's just a, a, a weird time where if, if you have such low opinions of football supporters that you won't even allow ones who aren't from your town to buy tickets to come to the games, why even get involved in buying and running a football club in the first place. The other thing to mention about Kenilworth Road, for people who, who didn't see it at the time, is with the um, the ban on fans, it meant that the one stand along the, the side of the pitch was given over entirely to executive boxes, which were basically glass-fronted porter cabins. It was a right dowdy tip. No, nothing like it is now. No, <laughs> it's beautiful now. To the football then, and there was a surprise in the Leeds United lineup after all the talk in the early weeks of the season about what was happening with Vinnie Jones we saw him back in the lineup so the team John Lukic Mel Sterland Glyn Snodden David Batty Peter Haddock Chris White Gordon Strachan Vinnie Jones Lee Chapman Gary McAllister and like a racing car going into turbo Mike Whitlow with the subs being Gary Speed and Imre Verardi uh, playing for Luton Alec Chamberlain in goal Julian James John Drea Tim Breaker Dave Beaumont Jason Reese, David Priest. Kerry Hughes, Kingsley Black, Lars Elstrup, there, one of um, Angus Kinnear's favourites, and Ian Dowie completing the lineup for Luton. So Vinnie Jones back in the side. Ian Dowie looking as, as good as Kenilworth Road. Vinnie Jones coming back was a bit of a, a product of this virus because Ferrari was only fit for the, the bench. Bobby Davison, uh, our other striker, was injured. Carl Schutt, the other striking option, was away on loan in Malmo. So never let it be said that Howard Wilkinson wasn't tactically flexible. His solution was to play three in midfield. It was McAllister, Jones and Batty as central midfielders with Strachan and Mike Whitlow as the wide players. And McAllister was sort of like an advanced playmaker, like a number 10 basically playing off Chapman's shoulder. I once spoke to Vinnie Jones and he brought this game up and he, he talked about how the, the plan was basically, he said him and uh, David Batty grinding in midfield and McAllister bursting forward and trying to score. And um, what was it ever it was, 25, 26 years later, he was still miffed that they made so many chances for McAllister running from midfield and he didn't score a single one of them. And Gary Speed celebrated his 21st birthday by being put onto the bench instead. Thanks, Wilco. Enjoyed that one. Well, bless him, he'd had a virus. They didn't think he was going to be fit to play. He was one of the ones, uh, one of the 30 who was allegedly down with the sickness so uh him and Ferrari, both of them you know under normal circumstances probably wouldn't have been there at all and when you get when you've got Whitlow on the bench as well you know you've got to be at full fitness haven't you to keep a man like that out of the team you know it's one pacey winger for another when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. To the match then, and unfortunately, it came undone quite quickly, really. Yeah, early goal, cross to the back post, Lars Elstrup, Angus Kinnear's beloved. We know that, by the way, because he's He's director of a company named after him. That's where we've got that bit of trivia about Angus Kinnear from. Yeah, he crosses it, header at the back post, early goal. I think Wilkinson said we were just asleep. Annoying. Kingsley Black, who scores it, who's a, a man I just associate with Forrest and Grimsby. He's one of the, I'm finding that a bit watching these games. There's players I, like Chamberlain, who's in goal for them. I just assumed he played for Watford his entire life, but actually made 100 odd appearances for Luton before moving a very short distance. Kingsley Black came from their youth system. He was an exciting young player, came on in that League Cup final. You talked about them winning the beat Arsenal in that where John Lukic was in goal for Arsenal. And um, yeah, and he, he came on and changed the game. He was very good, but um, that doesn't give him any excuse for scoring against Leeds United. I didn't really know much about Lars Elstrup until, uh, until I started reading up on him for this. Have you, have you seen what he's been up to more recently after, his, after football? He's led an interesting life, hasn't he? I mean, the, the Wikipedia page is, is short and sweet on it. It just says, um, in 1993, Elstrup had doubts about his footballing future as he felt that he was living under the expectations of others. He joined a spiritual sect and took the spiritual name Darando, meaning the river that flows. He moved away from the sect in December 1999 after being arrested for punching a school child. <laughs> and when you look into it a bit further, he told the police he should have hit the boy harder and that the kid deserved a fist. I mean, we've all felt anger towards a chippy school child at some point or another. It's never spilled over into violence, though, for me. There's a, another story says, um, most recently he was spotted in the middle of the busiest pedestrian shopping street in Copenhagen, circled by a rope, waving his penis at uh, passers-by. In some respects, he explained, I do this to provoke people. I like experiencing people's reactions. Some might take my message to be sod off, and others an offer of sex. I'm very aware of people's reactions and I love the fact that people recognise me as Lars Elstrup. A difficult life. We've always assumed that Angus Kinnear's interest in him stems from watching him play for Luton. Could be that it's uh, his his exemplary post-football career that's really endeared him to him. Those are the values he likes to uh, live by. I know our transfer record has stood for a long time, but Luton's managed to last even longer. There was um, Lars Elstrup for, I think, 650 grand in 1989. And that has stood until uh, till last summer when they spent 1.3 million on Simon Sluger, who's their goalkeeper. So not big spenders, admittedly, but Lars Elstrup, kind of a big deal. So in terms of the football, what sort of a game did we see here on the plastic pitch? One that was all about Vinnie Jones in the end. First, you know, settling the, the question of whether he could get into this team at all, whether we were going to see him in a lead shirt. 
again, which after the opening games of the season with no sign of him even on the bench, was starting to worry people. And uh, the fact that he, I don't know if Kamara had uh, fallen victim to the virus as well, but the fact that it was Jones in there instead of Chris Kamara, who had been on the bench, it did feel like a chance for him to to sort of assert himself in the first division. It's what we've been waiting to see for a long time. And so he started off by um, kicking their goalkeeper in the first minutes, which is a good start. And then he uh, he drew the anger of um, Luton's young manager, Jimmy Ryan, in the second half because he uh, he kicked David Priest in the head in the second half. And Jimmy Ryan said that should certainly have been a yellow card. The reports, I haven't seen the incident myself, but the, the reports I read did say probably accidental. And it, it didn't merit a, a yellow card at all. But the uh, He's not that sort of lad, is he? No, certainly not. You never see something like that from Vinny. Well, you do see there's a very famous photograph of Vinnie Jones and David Batty, both airborne, flying a, a player. I think it might even be David Priest, and it's from this game. Um, they're both basically leading with their elbows, sort of like this straight arm attack together. And it's great. It's exactly what we wanted. But Jimmy Ryan did not. So his post-match comments... Um, I mean, there's not a lot to say about the actual game. Luton beat us. McAllister missed loads of chances. Chapman missed a couple. And then Jimmy Ryan got cocky at the end when he said that the uh, the foul on Chamberlain in the first minute, he said it was, it was like the old Leeds team. The first foul comes in the first minute and then they apologise. But then they just carry on fouling was his thing. And he he, he reckoned Jones should have been. It's, it's a quaint change in standards that he was livid that Vinnie Jones didn't get a yellow card for um, a tackle, which now probably you kick somebody in the head, you might get sent off. But you don't generally get people angry after a game that there wasn't a booking. What I will say is those plastic pitches, if you ever played on one, and as you said earlier there, Michael, there's none of those rubber bits that you get on the new 3G pitches now. No, that ball bounced high. So if there were a few high challenges, it's perfectly understandable. And they were completely innocent. And Vinnie Jones would never mean to kick anybody in the head. There's nothing on film to suggest that you might ever do that. Struggling with the conditions, it's it's like when it's a very wet pitch and the ref lets you away with a little bit more. I think a, a, a con- well, it's essentially a concrete pitch with a bit of greengrocer's um, fake grass thrown over the top. It's it's more than acceptable to, to kill people on that. And the post-match stuff was equally as tasty because following little Jimmy Ryan's comments, Wilco did not like that at all. He sounded very weary about this, but then also with the acerbic undertones that characterise Howard Wilkinson. He said, uh, I put those comments down to Mr Ryan's inexperience rather than any malice. I'm sure he'll learn as his managerial career goes on. The challenge on the keeper was more a charade. My three-year-old boy hits me harder than Vinny hit the keeper. And I'm not saying that Howard Wilkinson got in Jimmy Ryan's head with this, but when I was looking through the programme for the next game, poor old Jim Ryan actually wrote a letter of apology to uh, that he asked uh, be included in Leeds United next match programme, which begins that um, uh, some of my comments at the press conference were taken out of context. Maybe my lack of experience as a manager let me down a little when talking to the press, and I didn't realise at the time that certain journalists were looking for something controversial. And you think there's an apology, that's fine, but he does carry on. Contrary to what I was quoted as saying, I had no complaints at all about the way any of the Leeds players performed. In fact, after watching the video since, I think my team committed more fouls in the match and we had the only player booked. 
So he's already completely switched around from Vinnie Jones is an animal who should have been shown a yellow card to, well, but if my team did get the yellow card, then maybe we're the bad guys. And he's uh, not only on video did he think that his team committed more fouls, but he goes on to say, I thought we were lucky to get away with the win because Leeds played some excellent football. I know from my visits well and road for your game with Manchester United that your club's trying hard to improve its image and I congratulate all concerned on the things you are doing. I apologise to Howard, his players and your supporters that my remarks after the game were misinterpreted and I wish you every success over the remainder of the season. Please don't let Vinnie Jones hurt me. I am very, very sorry, Howard. I won't do it again. I may have added the last bit. He then went on to spend 20 years at Scum. Did little Jimmy Ryan... Wilco should have hit him harder. Toady and little ferret and like that at all. Sucking up to Wilco like that. It is a complete loss of nerve. He has gone completely there. Not just, you know, my comments were taken out of context, but then actually I've watched it back and my team fouled yours more and your team was better than mine. And I'm really sorry. Please print this in your program. <laughs> and it got um it got it got shoved at the back next to a a photo of two cuddly lion mascots to made their debut at Elland Road for the Norwich game, who look a lot more frightening than Jimmy Ryan ever did. But little Jimmy Ryan did bring up the fact that we had some chances in that game, so all was not lost. It wasn't like we completely collapsed having put in the, the good work against Everton, Man U and Norwich. No, we were going to lose at some point. It's just a shame it was to, to this lot. And we can blame it on the virus. You know, we've got a ready-made excuse there that... This wasn't a first team, although some would argue it was strengthened by the inclusion of uh, Mike Whitlow and then the experiment of three in midfield with um, McAllister running forward and Vinnie Jones making an appearance. At least we've, we've seen how that works. If McAllister had uh, taken his chances on a different day, it sounded like we could have won this 5-0. And there was an acceptance at this point that we just never won on the plastic pitches. It was always the same at Oldham during the 1980s. We could just never win on the plastic pitches. It's almost like it's a massive advantage that should be outlawed. They did get rid of them at the end of this season, didn't they? They, they changed all the rules on them. and I think they, they disappeared then until, well, till fairly recently when they've started reappearing again in the in the sort of conference north sort of level. But it's, uh, it's a very different product now than it was then. On that 2020 point, poor old Harrogate Town, great community facility have some success by getting promoted to the Football League, have to rip up their 3G pitch. Good. If you're going to play the big boys game, you need to get the proper grass in. So if the, the negatives are that we lost, the positives um, were fifth after four games. So we're behind Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Tottenham and Arsenal and above Manchester United alphabetically, but above them anyway. And you mentioned earlier that it was Gary Speed's 21st birthday. The other positive from the week was that um, he'd been called up for Wales. And bless him, he says, uh, if anyone had told me a year ago I'd be in the position I'm in right now, I'd not have believed them. Lucky enough to be with a good club at the right time, but it shows what's possible in football if you get a chance. Everything looks promising for me. I have to concentrate on my game and continue to improve. I'm not allowing myself to become too excited. But that's another international footballer for the ranks. And Leeds sitting fifth, that you say there. That's good, just outside the Champions League spots. Very funny. Thank you. And one more positive is that Vinny's back in the team. And he says he's going to stay. Don Waters spoke to him during the week and he said, he's, I, I am training as hard as I can. I want to get back into the Leeds team on merit. 
It's nonsense to say I've set a deadline for a transfer request. I'm not a whinger. It's not Vinnie Jones' style to go complaining to the manager as soon as he's not in the team. Not going to pretend I'm not disappointed at being outside because I am. So would any other player. That not mean about a march into the manager's office and ask for a move. And that was the end of Kenilworth Roads. Vinny's back in the side. We don't have to play next week on a plastic pitch. We're heading north back to Ellen Road for a game against Tottenham Hotspur. And Paul Gascoigne's coming to town. The March Ball. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.